Uh, there we go. <laughs> All right. Well, Jeez. welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the MSG podcast. Yeah, welcome back. Yeah, we're, we're both dead tired. <sighs> or at least it seems like it. I don't know. Dude, I was driving home today, though. Dude, I was on my way home. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, it's like 5 o'clock, right when the sun is like blinding your eyes, so I couldn't yeah. see this. <laughs> yep. But there was a car that passed by me. I was coming down the road to my house, and this car passed by me, and it had this... um. Uh, license plate, but it's one of those custom license plates, so it's yeah. all pink and it has like white letters, and it has three letters on it, and it had a letter, a, like a, a slash, a letter, and then another slash, yeah. and then a, the last letter, so three letters, and I could see, and I, I it was really far away, so I, so I kind of sped up so I could get closer because I couldn't see it, and I was kind of blind, and I'm, I'm blinded by yeah. the light, and I'm naturally just blind. Right. So, like, so I, I want to see this. So I wanted to see what it was, because sometimes people have just weird things. So I got up there, and I got close enough to see it. I was like, oh, like, the first letter is K. And I saw it. I was like, okay. If there are three letters, there's no way it's making a word. Yeah. Most likely, especially with the first letter being K. Mm-hmm. Unless you're spelling cat with a K or something. But the right. second word was was Y. I was like, this is, there's no way this is the word. Anyways, I couldn't tell. I couldn't figure out the third letter. It was either an A, so I guess that could be initials K Y A, or it was an S. And I said, if if it's K Y S, I was like, never mind. I need to slow down to get away from this car. We're not back it off. We're not going to explain what K Y S means. Yeah, you can look that up. (laughs) Somebody depressed is going to listen to this. Yeah, know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, (laughs) don't listen to the license plate. No. I don't know. It was weird. But, yeah. Mm. I witnessed a near wreck on the way over here. Oh, did you? Yeah. It was right down uh, Oats. We were, we were pulling through a green light, and somebody decided they were just going to turn in front of all of us. Just, so It really freaked out the car <laughs> that was right in front of me. Like, they just stopped in the middle of the intersection Dude, yeah, for those, 30 seconds. That's crazy, man. People, people don't know how to drive. No, they really don't. It scares or, me. Or they're too impatient. Yeah. You can just speed. Yeah, you go. So... I'll tell you something weird. Um, so in the older journey group the other day, mm-hmm. I guess it was two Sundays ago, um, I, we were we were sitting down talking, and John Wiley was talking about authority. And uh, his first illustration was, nobody really likes authority that much, or, or we don't pay attention to it, we don't obey it as fully as we should. Case in point, how many of you people sped on the way over here? And he raised his own hand, you know, just about everybody else. It's like, and I got to thinking about that going, technically, yes, the authority that was placed over us is the government. And we're commanded to obey them in everything so long as it doesn't cause you to sin. And one of the things we need to obey is the speed limit. And so for the last week, I've been trying my darndest like to the st- obey the speed limit and I hate it. <laughs> do you, do you like, well, what do you mean? Like, are you, if it says 40, you're actually trying to go 40? Yes. Or are you going like 40 to 45? Yeah. So usually I, I'm not a bad speeder in general. Okay. So like if I speed, I go five over. That's my yeah. normal pace. Yeah. And that's usually what the flow of traffic is. So you're not causing any problems. Yeah. But I'm, I'm trying to back it down to the actual speed limit or less. And you learn a whole lot doing that because you see just how many people will pass you and and how many people will give you odd looks <laughs> it's like yeah it's like go faster but it's like I don't know, I'm that's, you, as long as you're not in the far left lane right then, I usually try and stay out of the far left that's the fast lane a lot I, of people usually go over the speed limit mm-hmm. severely in that lane so but yeah. but yeah that was that was working on me a little bit I'm still not to the point where I can do it reliably because I'll forget. I, it's the, the comfortable speed for <laughs> you me. You need is to get one of those over. like sticky notes and put it like right under your like your rearview mirror or on something. My eye, put like it on your eye. Put it. <laughs> <laughs> put it on the handle of your door so when you go to get in, it sticks to your hand. And you're like, oh, what's this? And it sees. Oh. <laughs> well, see, it's not even that because I might even start the drive with the mindset I'm going to do. I'm going to go, go only the speed limit, and like I'll go through a light. You know, I'll, I'll stop at a light, and then I'll start going through, and I would have thought about something. You know, I'm, I'm deep in thought, and I will already be speeding. That happens, yeah. Like, that definitely oh, dang. <laughs> so hopefully in time, 
I'm not sure how how long I'll be able to take it, but <laughs> maybe I can train I myself it's... to be comfortable at yeah. that speed. From what I know, I think cops can pull you over if you're going over mm-hmm. the speed for, limit for any. Uh, Granted, I, I don't really know any cops who do. I don't think I really ever heard of it happening, but they they could technically. Yeah, most cops won't pull you over unless you're like ten over. Yeah. Which is why, in the past, I would go, well, I'm safe at five. Yeah. But that's kind of, that's pushing it even if you think about it. Because, okay, I'm not obeying the actual speed limit. I'm giving myself some padding and and only obeying because I think I won't get caught. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) if there weren't people around to give you tickets and such... Yeah, people would be speeding all day. Right, and they do. That's yeah. the thing. A lot of people would speed. During COVID, you know, the, the police force got cut back major. Um, we actually saw in our neighborhood, like, the amount of stuff people started getting away with increased dramatically. People mm. doing donuts in the parking lot. People mm. are always doing that, but, they, you know, it, it multiplied. Yeah. Uh, we just had a lady that got killed over in, uh, uh, you know, I was talking yeah, yeah. about that yesterday. Uh, or, yeah. Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, it's uh, you know, lady got killed uh, by some street racers. They didn't stop to render aid. I mean, that kind of stuff has has gone crazy. Yeah. Um, so I think that was the reason why a lot of people would begrudgingly obey is because okay, there's police around. I'll get caught if I speed too much. Yeah. But it's it's that's, weird. Yeah, that's not why we're supposed to obey. <laughs> obey the law. <laughs> no. I, that's when you got to go out there and you got to challenge them. You got to beat them at the street racing, <laughs> and, and then you and become the some more old ladies on the way. No, you got to dodge the old ladies. That's why you're a pro. See what you the do Christian is you street racer. <laughs> exactly, the Christian street racer. racer. You'll be like, uh, what's his name, Vin Diesel in Fast and Furious, but you're the Christian version. Family. Where's <laughs> <laughs> Taylor when we need him? Bro, you'll 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 challenge the entire squad to the street race, and you'll absolutely wipe the floor with them without any any accidents. And they're so ashamed and they then, go straight to jail. No, they're so ashamed they can't ever race again. Oh, there you go. Then yeah. you own the streets, mm-hmm. and they have to go to you to do a street race. And every time you say no, that's yeah, how it works. You can't do it no more. <laughs> that's how the laws of of street racing of street racing works. Yeah. All that street cred. Yep. So first, you got to <laughs> shave your head. Yeah, yeah, get the big old chain. We gotta get you some black turtleneck. Yep, black. Was it a white turtleneck? Wait, wait a minute. Oh wait, wait. I think I he's know. done both. Has he done? I think so. Unless it was know. the Rock that had the black. Dude, the turtleneck. Rock always like yeah, but the Rock's like half naked in most of his films, mm-hmm. so very tastefully. Yeah, yeah. showing off those kind of low grade tattoos. Yeah, they, they were. I said it. Low resolution JPEGs. <laughs> Pixelated tattoo. <laughs> Can you imagine that? It's like, hey, sir, you don't have enough money for the HD, so we're just going to downsize well, it. One day that's going to be a thing, yeah. probably, where like you could get almost a tattoo like instantly made on your skin. Yeah. And then there's a resolution. Like slider. Like, <laughs> slider and yeah. how much it costs. We got much... 50 bucks, man. <laughs> that's, that's like not even pixels. <laughs> I don't even know what that would be. A smudge. <laughs> they wipe some ink on your arm and that's it. <laughs> they sneeze on you. Cool. <laughs> Pay up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, I guess we didn't, we didn't record last week. I'm assuming you had a good Thanksgiving. I did. It was very good. I nice. ended up seeing both sides of the family, which is rare. We, we never do that. Eh? Nice. Was it... I assume it probably wasn't at your house. No, no. Is that your grandmother's or somewhere Yeah, so um, lunch was at my father's mother's house. Okay. Um, And my aunt and uncle came in for that. And uh, then dinner was at my uncle's house from my mother's side. So I got a lot of turkey and stuffing, and I was stuffed by the end. That's nice. How about you? What was that? Yeah, I went over to my mom's dad's house. And uh, all my mom's side of the, or a lot of the my mom's side of the family was there, so I got to hang out with them. That's good. See them for a while. Do you get to see them very often, or is it usually just big get-togethers? Uh usually it's get-togethers. Now that my mom's side of the family actually, the my two roommates are my cousins. They're part of my mom's side of the family, so technically I, I see them. But uh, like my mom's sister Laura. My aunt Laura, she lives out, or they moved out to Colorado, 
like a year or two ago. So they come down every once in a while. And then uh, my Aunt Nay and Uncle Ben, I see them, I don't know, a few times a year. So, hmm. But typically I don't go out of my way to see family right. other than gatherings because I'm working or whatever. But right. other than seeing my immediately fa- immediate family. So just because we work together and... <laughs> Your family, so it's kind of <laughs> necessary. Kind of have to, unfortunately. Hard to avoid. Unfortunately, mm. yeah, buddy. Mm. I get one of those like cones that they put on like horses and such, you know, so it blinds your your side. The blinders, yeah. yeah, the blinders, just so like right racing horses. <laughs> they put on, the little like, things, really like sunglasses. these little glasses that blind everywhere oh. other than straight forward. <laughs> like, don't, don't talk to me. Don't uh-uh. keep moving forward. <laughs> That's me. There you go. That's that's very neighborly and uh, yep. friendly of you. You just hear somebody, hey, hey, and it's like I don't even know you're there. I can't see you. Put in those headphones. <laughs> Put in the headphones. I can't. keep walking. Ah, oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> you know, one day I hope I go blind, just so I can have an excuse. Like, I did not see you there. I didn't see you. <laughs> I didn't see you. My hearing's not the best. That's right. I'm I'm just a lame little old invalid over Granted, here. Granted, I'll be dead before I can go blind. Let's be honest. I might be blind before I can go dead. So exactly, you won't even see death coming. You want to trade? No. <laughs> Better to die young than to die old. That's right. That's what I've always thought. Like I'm itching for the grave. <laughs> I'm itching for death. I think, I, like, tell me I'm wrong, but it seems like the people that want to die the most are the people that usually live forever. Okay, you keep referencing that to me. And I'm not saying I want to die. Not that I don't not want to die. Because hypothetically speaking, it's a better outcome than where I am. But (laughs) (laughs) what I'm saying is I don't think I'll survive much longer. I think my time limit is up. I think the clock has run its due. You know what I mean? The tree is fully grown. Uh, now it's Paul. The, the <laughs> axe is right there chopping away. <laughs> it's chopping at my soul. <laughs> oh, well, we'll have to see if that's true. And if it doesn't happen, I'll do it myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's hope that depressed person is still not listening. Uh, well, why not? <laughs> Keep listening. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, yeah. We'll encourage you. And if we don't, then keep listening. Then keep... <laughs> We're never depressing. I don't think so. No? If we are, please somebody tell us. Bro, if we ever get super depressing, I'll start telling my really good jokes. No, oh, no. My my, quote-unquote dark humor jokes that I have a... Man, I've added to that list. Oh, have I have a list. Mm. Huh. There are reasons why I don't tell dark humor jokes to a lot of people. They will not understand. <laughs> Yeah, it's best to stay locked up for yep. the time being. We'll keep them locked. One day. Locked in the safe until my my until that entire list gets leaked online. That's right. And that's how I get canceled. <laughs> yep. It'll that's happen. Maybe how it goes down. We don't know yet. That would be an honor to get canceled off of dark humor jokes, honestly. Yeah, especially with all the other things that people are getting canceled for. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's really an honor. An issue. That's that's not even an issue. That's an honor that you think that's an issue. Mm-hmm. It's a privilege. Thank, wow, thank thank you. That's not only privilege, that's white privilege. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this concludes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I have had like a weird, interesting week. Really? Yeah, I've been having like conversations with like a dozen people, man. That's good. It is. Like all at once or just? Kind of all at once. <laughs> but it's like most of it is online, so it's all like, right. you know, I have days I can go to get over things or to discuss things, but. Oh, did you did you watch that yes. clip I sent you? Yeah. yeah, that was a weird clip. Okay, that was, so. That was one of the topics I got in a discussion with, and I called them out. And they were like, okay, improve your point. I was like, easy. <laughs> but, yeah, what, what were you saying? Well, okay, so I listened to the guy, and it's it's strange, because, yeah, I didn't like the fact that he didn't use references. He did 
technically quote scripture, but he didn't give the reference to it. Yeah, the first half, it seems okay, mm-hmm. and then you get the end. I where think, it, it I sounds think what off. he was saying at the end sounds worse than it is. Yeah. And the only reason I say that is he's technically right by a, a human way of looking at the... Per, like, it's by human perspective. Because uh, for those of you that haven't watched the clip, which is everyone listening, um, essentially this one preacher online was talking about how Jesus didn't meet his full potential while he was on the earth. He, he met his full purpose by dying on the cross, but he didn't meet his full potential. And the only reason I say that he he was technically right in the human perspective because you look at Christ and you go, okay, he he should be powerful enough to have wiped everything out if yeah. he wanted because he's God. It's like, okay, in that regard, yes, what he said was truthful, but he could have said that so much better. Cause could have rephrased that? Very much so. I mean, I don't know if he ever, if, if the pastor ever came out and, I guess he explained it. I don't. I don't. Right. I have no idea. Because I think where he messed up and why, where it's not true, is you have to look at it from God's perspective. And potential, as defined by the dictionary, is something that can come about. So it's like, okay, so this, you know, this person has the potential to get better. Yeah. Um. So it has to be an actual possibility, and if Christ's ultimate purpose. His, his whole life led up to the cross. I don't think anything else could have been possible. Yeah, so I looked at the clip. So it can't be, yeah. <laughs> can't be potential. At yeah, that yeah. Point. I looked at the clip, and I came, uh, I basically said it was blasphemy, uh, mainly because, so like, basically Jesus not only is perfect, right, the most perfect, hypothetical potential you have for Jesus was exactly what he did. So, like, the death of Christ and his defeation of death and overcoming sin and his resurrection was greater than that of what he, what the pastor mentioned, which was he had the potential to, like, be a Roman guard or to overthrow Caesar Caesar or anything else. In the modern day, you could say, like, be president, I guess, if you wanted to. But, yeah, I, I called it out because, um... He didn't seem to recognize or at least acknowledge that even though he could in, in hypothetically it's true he could have Jesus could have easily overthrow Caesar Caesar or or done any of that even though he didn't um he didn't seem to i guess in any point in there especially at the end uh, after making that statement was to recognize that what he did was greater yeah. rather he said potential and purpose mm-hmm. as differences Instead of saying what he did. Yeah, because so, he, he kind of snuck that in I, at the very end yeah. of what he was saying. So he didn't have time to really flesh it out. It yeah. was just sort of like, oh, yeah, and I wanted to mention this. And just sort of laid that out. You know, pe- people were really cheering him on there at the end. I I don't know. When I first listened to it, it didn't strike me as all that terrible. I'll, I'll just say that much. It, did, yeah. it didn't boil my blood. I think that's one of those instances where it's like, okay, you. it sounds neat. I don't think he's factual on it, and that would be one of those where hopefully somebody close to him could take him aside and go, look, I don't think you're on to something. You know what's funny is, you know, I guess I won't say the name of the guy, but he's one of the people I've looked at as false teachings. Um, But that clip is two years old, Hmm. and it's only now came up. It's been it's been on. It's been a while, and it's like, and I got in discussion, and uh, with multiple people, and one person said, "Okay, give me your interpretation." I said, "Well, it doesn't matter about my interpretation or your interpretation; it matters on what he said." Right. And, and unless against he, what the Bible says. Yeah, and unless he came out, maybe he did. Unlike maybe he did a Twitter post or whatever, and came out and said, "Let me explain this," yeah. or because he could have, or, or maybe it's he been said, a long time. "Yeah, it's it's been two years. He had more than enough time to say, yeah." Uh, let me rephrase that. I think that was in. He had all that time. He didn't. Hmm. And the person is trying to get me to prove my interpretation. I'm saying it's not either of our interpretations. He said what he said. Hmm. So then we take it and we run with it. Yeah. Because he's not describing. Because even then, he kind of describes his interpretation of what's going on. Right. So. Interesting. 
Yeah. yeah I, I don't know whether he's a false teacher or not. I, I think I've seen there is a trend in the, the Christian community. It's not all people at all. What, but, just start calling out everybody? Well, it seems like it. it. And I think there's some people that are really trigger happy. Um, yeah. I don't think you're one of those because you, you very carefully go through what people mm-hmm. say. I but probably some people, am, they honest. hear one thing that they don't, they either don't understand or it sounds weird. And they're real quick to go, you know, that that's not what my Bible says, you know. And, you know, Vody Bacham, he's been called a heretic and a blasphemer so many times by people within the church. Yeah. Just over little things like, you know, non uh, dispensational Zionists. You know, that, that's a really big hang up for some people. Yeah. Uh, so, in in many ways, I think that is a lot of people in the, the Christian community are too trigger happy on that. And I think there's a lot yeah. that aren't trigger happy enough, and the fact that they're just way too hands off, and they go, "Well, you know, he he's open to his own interpretation." Yeah, and like, of course, people. I mean, we've already said this. Like, with false teachers, with anybody, whether it's a pastor, or a missionary. I mean, even anybody can make mistakes. That's, right. That, that happens nobody's perfect but i think the false prophets maybe the people that ought to be publicly called out because that is one of the things that we're supposed to do as christians is to, yeah. to look for and call out false it, yeah we're we're supposed to, and even then like when somebody makes a mistake if they don't know they made a mistake it's good to yeah. call it out and let them know so they they can repent of it instead yeah, of just continue. continually growing upon that right lie or whatever it was but the knowledge is is like building. Like if you yeah, build, yeah, it's building. Blocks. You got something that's not proper in there. You have to You're remove building, it and then go yeah, from there. False doctrines. But even when you look at like false teachers, it's easy for people to immediately hear one thing and say that's that's wrong. And there could be you know a lot of people could say something wrong. It doesn't make a person a false teacher just because they make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they made a mistake. You know how they handle that can kind of point you whether or not you should be around them or not like if they're going to refuse to admit it or whatever that kind of it's not the best right. but um typically you have to do a lot of looking into because you have to you have to first you listen like what i would do is i would listen to their sermons like hypothetically you could take joel Osteen, you listen to his sermons which i find difficult to do but <laughs> I, yourself nevertheless you. yeah. i do my research i listen to a good amount of his uh, sermons and occasionally I'll go back and he'll have something new and it will have a title or something I'll be like let's hear what it says you know what I mean yeah. kind of like clickbait I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. It's, like, oh, it's like clickbait okay. let's see what he br- he broads over this subject let's see what he says about it I want to see yeah. if he'll get it right or if he'll twist it you you look at what they say or what they teach in their their church and then you look at kind of what they do in their normal life mm-hmm. that's very um, important like kind of like what they will promote and what they won't promote, and does it carry back over into the church? Then you look at scripture to say all these things that are going on, these consistent, whether to make mistakes or not, are these biblical? Um, like what foundations do they have that are correct and what are false? Like when you look at T.D. Jakes, he has a false uh, belief of the Trinity, mm-hmm. believing that, uh, uh, I don't know the name of it, man. I know I knew I knew it. I just I keep on wanting to say oneism, but I have no idea what it's called anymore. Huh? But it's like um, it's like where you have the Trinity, which is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Three in one, but three, where it says where someone like T. G. Jakes, and he admits to it even now, to uh, that all three of them are the exact same person. So, like, in the Old Testament, you see God, right? You don't see Jesus. You see God. It, so, he's it, saying, uh, like, that is also that, Jesus he's saying, and also He's saying the in the Old Testament, that was God the Father in his form. Yeah. And in the New Testament, when Jesus is born and is on earth, he, God comes, leaves heaven, oh. and comes in the form of Jesus, the but Son. No, he's not up here. He's, yeah. He's only and then God, when yeah. Jesus uh, dies, resurrection, and then, and then goes up to heaven, the Holy Spirit comes, yeah. or stays, should I say. Yeah. And he's now in the form of the Holy Spirit. Whereas they're three in one. So yeah. you still have the Father mm-hmm. in, in heaven, heaven when Jesus was here. Yep. So it's like... so. Oh, interesting. So yeah, you got to look at it. But 
I mean, typically, it's, um, like, like looking at T.D. Jakes, like, you could take other things. He's very um, open to the idea of, like, um, like the Pope recently, not recently, what was that? I think it was like four years ago or something where the Pope came out and said, like, homosexuality is no longer a sin or something. Yeah, it's been a while. I don't know how long ago that was. It was. But he declared was, yeah. it not a sin. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not how that works. <laughs> but T.D. Jakes, along with other people who are actually, they, they don't want to get the backlash of saying it's wrong. <laughs> right. So. Yeah, so they're not, no, they're not so it's like, if you're that. going to consistently say these sins that are blatantly called wrong. Or called out as sins, instead saying they're okay, then we got an issue. And then along with what you're teaching, so you have to do a lot of looking into. And there's even more people who I want to look into, and I just haven't gone into yet. Right. Like I haven't really done any well, it's research. Such a process. Yeah. I like like Joyce Myers. I have no knowledge on. I've I don't only know. Heard a few things. That yeah, I've said. only heard a few things. So it's like I hear people call her a false teacher all the time. I have yet to do my research. I will at some point. It's like. But yeah, yeah. So it, yeah. So you can't be like trigger happy. You got to really get evidence behind it and why you can point back to it. Right. Um. So, but even then, when I do that, um, I tend to uh, look at scripture. It's like okay, all the scripture points against maybe what they're teaching, what their doctrine. No, no. You also pray to ask God to actually show you the answer. Because you you can be biased in a scenario, mm-hmm. even yeah. even when doing research, you can still be biased. Right. Because there's a lot of voices. So like on that yeah. kind of thing, I looked at the comments. Every one of them was calling that guy out as a false teacher. Yeah. It was like, so I look at that and go, well, <laughs> you can you, you can be biased and not know you're biased. Yeah. And that's an issue because even then, I I don't know the verse, but it's um, trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. Yeah. So, I don't know. Also, you know, Paul talked about that. He was saying, hey, you know, my conscience is clear, but I can't even trust my own conscience. Like, you have to trust God. Yeah. And so it's that kind of thing. It's yeah. not based on how you feel about a situation. It's based on biblical truth. Yep. And that's what we have to roll with. That's our ultimate authority. Yeah. So, hey, man. I haven't been in that in a while. I kind of got out of the false teacher stuff. I had, to take, to, take a a <laughs> I had to take a break. I had to take a break. I was like, I'll come back to it. But I think that's probably wise because even in you know, okay, you're you're going through it properly. You're reading the word also alongside it and, and trying to figure out, okay, what are they saying? I think there can be an element of you're immersing yourself in these things so much that it begins maybe not to twist your own understanding. But I think that's that's a real like if you consistently get be, on a page of this person's a false teacher now this person then you're you'll start to almost naturally fall into a pattern where the next person I go to is automatically going to fall in the category yeah. of being the exact same thing I've been looking at right and there's so. also it's the the mentality of okay I'm looking so hard at these other teachers that I'm not looking at myself anymore yeah which again I don't think you've ever gotten into but I. I have a feeling that there's a lot of people that end up in that yeah. situation. It's the pharisaical, quick to point fingers. Yeah. And they but not noticing your own yeah. your own sin, your own problems. So it, that's why I think you're doing it rightly, and other people that can very prayerfully and carefully work through these things. Don't be so quick to jump on people. Yeah. If it is a singular instance, or even if somebody has been walking down this path for a short while. Go to them. Talk to them. Yeah. I really don't think, um, you know, lambasting somebody in the comments of a video will change their view. I, I think Probably it not. takes somebody in person going to them and, and walking them through. Yeah. Like, hey, th- this is what I read in Scripture. What you said, I don't, I don't see the parallel. Like, talk to me about it. Let's work on that. Yeah. So I think that's really the only way to make progress. Yeah, it's difficult when you can't be face-to-face with everybody in the world. (laughs) So in one way, yeah, calling out false teachers is easier than ever before, and it's also harder to be proper, and it's effectively eradicating it. I mean, even going back, it's one thing to just sit there, see a clip of whether it's false or not, look at it and say, that's a false teacher, or "That's, that's blasphemy, or that's a false teacher. And you can have other people agree with you and other people say that but it's another thing to say that person what that person just did is is bad or that person's a false teacher 
here's why. Yeah. So if you can't really sit there and back up your your claim, then you probably need to back up from that completely. I'll just work through the prompts. Yeah, and either look at it or completely disconnect from it because you can't, you know. Yeah, and I don't think that's just a problem for calling out false teachers. I think that's a problem with just about every instance. Oh, yeah. In the church, you yeah. know, being very quick to jump into this or that, or I don't think we're ever called to be, you know, to to be mindless in how we approach anything. Yeah. So, yeah, just calm down, people. <laughs> It'll be okay. What's that? What's that? Um, that meme where it's like, um, drink a Mountain Dew, <laughs> sit down, drink a Mountain Dew, have yep. your Doritos or your yep. <laughs> your Kool Aid. Yeah, drink the Kool-Aid. Drink the Yeah, there drink you the go. Kool-Aid. That's, that's a yeah. real motto to live by. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> die by. <laughs> all the all the chemicals in that thing. <laughs> oh. Man, I got stuck on this topic um that I didn't want to get stuck on um last week. Mm-hmm. And for like a week, you know how I told you sometimes I'll read like a certain verse or whatever and it won't leave. Yeah, yeah. And like other thing I read it be like, "Okay, next." You know, and continue to read on a story or whatever I'm reading. But I was reading, I have already finished Acts. And I saw something, and for a few days it kind of stuck with me, and I eventually kind of let it go. I was like, whatever, eventually I'll come back to that. And then, like, last week, over Thanksgiving and stuff, the topic came back into my head. I wasn't even reading Acts or anything about it, and it came back, and it stuck. Hmm. And I couldn't get rid of it at all. And I was like, I have to look into this. Yeah, you gotta do it. So, I, 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 I came to the conclusion, which I'm happy I did because it's no longer stuck there. But in, and I mentioned it to some people already, but um, in, there's a scenario with Paul and Barnabas. Mm-hmm. And I told you about this where, yeah, yeah. where they split. Mm-hmm. And that problem stuck with me because I was like, what's the significance of this scenario? What is it? <laughs> And then I, I started to look more into it, and I'm like, I'm not looking at it from a wider point of view. Because then I have to say, okay, what's what's the significance of the scenario is, you know, like I said before, is in the end, even though they split, they, they covered more ground by spreading the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least I assume they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know Paul did, at least. Paul and Silas and Timothy and them. But then you have to look at, okay, what was the reason behind the split in the very beginning? And you have to go back. The split happens in chapter 15, but if you go back to chapter 13 is when when Paul actually starts to go on his, uh, like his missions, like going from towns to cities, spreading the gospel yeah. with Barnabas. But there's another man named Mark, also known as John, who joined them. Shortly after they started doing this, Mark left and went back. Yeah. I think he went back to Jerusalem. I don't know if that was his home. I'm not sure. But I was like, okay, so the key point here is the whole split is because of this person, Mark. Yeah. And it stuck with me because then I was like, okay. And I was, ta- and, uh, was talking to my brother, and he was talking about how – so after Paul gets saved on the road to Damascus – after a little time, after he meets the disciples and they're kind of freaked out and all that, whatever, he gets sent to Tarsus and stays there. And my brother was saying that he stayed; he was there for 13 years before he before Barnabas came back and got him, and they went on their their missions. And it's like that's a lot of time to grow in the word, um, to understand it and to gain wisdom from it, and to gain wisdom from God. And it seems like most likely he was only being taught by God himself, in a sense. Yeah. Almost like walking with God. Like you see like Adam and, and, and what? No. And a few, yeah, a few other people who do that. And it's like, okay, Paul had a large amount of wisdom by the time Barnabas came to get him. To get him. Whether it was a legitimate 13 years or... When I first read it, I thought it was like two or three years yeah, that it was there. Long, long but either way, by even by then, by the time he Barnabas came and got him and said, let's go out now. And before you see all that Paul actually does, he has a large sum of, of wisdom gained. Right. I mean, and, and it seems like he gains more throughout it, but already he has a large amount. So when you get over the chapter 15 and you see this debate... This discussion that happens that breaks down between Barnabas and Paul, where Barnabas says, or no, Paul says to Barnabas, let's go back through the towns and the cities 
where we were spreading the gospels to uh, to encourage the believers and you know to see how they're doing because yeah. it's been a few years we've been in Athens or whatever it is for two years now at this church or let's synagogue let's go back through everything and just double check on these people make sure everything's going you know, good yeah yeah and if you go to the revelation you look at some of the churches are not always yeah. in the right not spot but <laughs> but and, and Barnabas says yeah let's do it and he's like let let's bring mark with us and paul suggests and says it's not wise to bring mark with them which is causes a debate that ends in a disagreement that they split and i look at it first off i don't know if i told you this but from what i could tell this mark that is the reasoning for the split he's also known as john Mm -hmm. he's he's the one who wrote mark the gospel i'm not a hundred percent sure that's real i don't know but, but hmm. from what I was seeing and what I was looking into, that's what it suggests. So I don't know. Other people probably have information on that that I don't. Hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, okay, that, that could actually be useful to help to figure this out. So when you look at um, Paul having all this wisdom by the, the few years or X amount of years that have gone by to the split, um, it is not described on why Mark left them in the beginning. I looked it up. There's yeah, and there's I no and you read even when you read it, there's no no hints. Well, right. there might be hints, I guess, but there's no actual um, description of why Mark left them in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I was looking it up and going through websites, and a lot of people are suggesting. And I even came to this. I was like, it, it was fear of persecution. And I was like, that's logical. That's one way you could look at it. You could look at it as maybe he had a family member who was sick or dying. Any one of the. I, I don't know you you know not having this answer and it really doesn't matter what it was right is because when you get to this debate between paul and barnabas you see that and i think it's based off of his wisdom and understanding is that paul knows i don't okay i don't know what mark told them why he left it doesn't say that but he may have told them why he was leaving or may have just left i don't know or he may have lied but either way paul's wisdom and discernment and understanding and all these combinations thing over the years after they've been gospeling and and going through the towns he comes to the conclusion that mark shouldn't join them and i think it's because paul knew something that barnabas didn't and when i look at it like that it seems like and i came to the conclusion that it looked like paul was more leaning on god and trusting in God's answer, which was not the brain uh, mark with them, whereas Barnabas was leaning on his own understanding of the scenario, not understanding fully what's going on with the scenario that had already happened, yeah. which is the split happens. And that just absolutely was amazing because it's just a small, like, it's small like, I think it's like yeah. less than 10 verses. At the, it's at the very end of 15 is the split between the two. I think it's less than 10 verses. I could be wrong. But it's just a quick, like, Yep. They get into disagreement. They go separate ways. Barnabas and and Mark go to this city, and then Paul and Silas go to this city, and they run into Timothy. And then yeah. I was looking at that, and that was like, that's not even like something. Like I didn't expect to get stuck on that, mm-hmm. but it got stuck in my head, and it was killing me. <laughs> I, I was like, look what? at it. <laughs> like, what's going that on? Is, it is good to look into. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's one of the angering things about scripture is that. Oftentimes, they will not give you detail where you want it. And usually that means the detail wasn't all that important. Yeah. It could have boiled down to, okay, uh, Mark, John Mark, left earlier and came back. And the the chances of him leaving again were so great. It's like, let's just not take him with us. Yeah, and then even in even in that, it the one of the reasons behind why Paul says it, and it says it, is that Paul mentions how Mark had originally left them in the beginning. Yeah. And he brings it up. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I, he could have been, you know, going back to the, the understanding of, you know, those who go out from us are not really from yeah. us. Yeah. And then I that looked at it. a money deal because traveling is expensive. Yeah. So if he's constantly going back between Jerusalem or wherever he was going, that's a strain on resources. I looked at it and I thought it was very interesting because even then I was like, okay, if this is the person who wrote the Gospel of Mark, then it. Maybe, I don't know, it, it's hard to say that Mark shouldn't have joined them, but maybe he had a different purpose, possibly to write 
the book of Mark. I don't know if it had happened before then, if that is the person or not. But I'm just saying maybe he had a different purpose than to join them on their travels specifically. No. I have no idea. I don't know. Well, whatever it is, that was the end result. The yeah. split and good came of it. Yeah. Regardless of who was right. But I, I would be the same as you. I'd lean on the fact that Paul was probably right in that situation. Without yeah. the detail, we, we can't... Well, even then, I like when I first came to the discussion i was like okay what's the significance of the scenario when it's one person right and it's one person wrong and then it seems to point more towards that whatever happened or whatever the reasoning behind it even though it's not described is that paul was in the right in the scenario what that yeah, let's go for the hawaiian punch yeah and it seems yeah, like yeah. it seems like paul is in the right because after that split of 15 barnabas is not even mentioned Right. Yeah. It's just for the entire for the rest, rest of Acts. Acts. Yeah. Now I don't know if that's some type of other issue, but yeah, it completely falls Paul after that point, which I guess originally was really following Paul, even chapters before then. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he's kind of like the protagonist of Acts. Kind of. Maybe a little. And it's also interesting to remember that with Paul, he was an excellent scholar of the word. Before he was converted. And so perhaps all of that time was spent in not necessarily remembering, recalling, but in transforming what he already knew into something yeah. that was... Uh, Meditation. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, even in his writings, he's quoting large yeah. swaths of Scripture. He, he You probably had that memorized, because to carry around the scrolls of the Old Testament, that's yeah, not that really been. feasible. Yeah. And he also spend, he writes most of his letters from prison... Like, they're not going to let you have that. Probably not. <laughs> Pen and paper is probably asking a lot. Yeah. No, I, it's always interesting. I was kind of thinking about something today um, while I was at work. So I, every once in a while I will look for metaphors of things, you know, scriptural yeah. significance, spiritual significance. Um, and one that has sort of cropped up recently is the earth as it relates to the human heart. So there, there's already plenty of imagery that is used in the Bible about that. Like it's one-to-one translation. So biggest is probably the ocean or large bodies of water are equated to sin or chaos. Yeah. And so you have God who's forming the world and he's over the, the face of the water so it's over chaos. Yeah. And then he speaks to it you got the light. And eventually he creates land, which is essentially pulling order out of the chaos. Um, so I was like, okay, so there's a, there's a lot of this imagery going on in the scripture about how the earth can be representative of something else. And I'm, I'm looking at it, how it can be representative of the human heart. Um, so I've, I've been thinking about that lately a lot. And... Um, while those, the things that are in the Bible speak for themselves, they're probably the clearer metaphor. Um, I started thinking about how, okay, the earth has a molten core, right? And it's not necessarily visible just at a passing glance of the earth. So you look at the earth, it's covered in water and, and trees and stuff. That's not something that looks like it would be hot. Yeah. But the very interior core is burning up, it's molten. Um which you could look at as a parallel to like the Christian heart, where we're supposed to have the Holy Spirit inside of us, um, and the the molten core of the earth, it it breaks out through the crust in some places, and that's where you get volcanoes. And if it breaks out in the ocean, it creates islands. It's creating land. Yeah, and so it's like if. If it was representative of the Holy Spirit, then essentially the work of the Spirit is in calm and taming the chaos, essentially. It's creating new land, creating order within the chaos. So for the Spirit, it would be taming our sin. Yeah. Which is like, wow, that's cool. And then after that, um, I thought of something which, it put me like right on the verge of being kind of scared, because... There, there are some times when I start thinking about all the things that, you know, they say that the, the earth was formed through wisdom, through God's wisdom. 
and I really do think there is nothing wasted. Like if if yeah. you were to apply scripture properly to everything that was made, there is significance to it. And so sometimes I'll I'll just clip the very edge of that, and it's kind of spooky. But I don't know if this is correct or not. But I was thinking about that. Like okay, the the land was made, and it is. Uh, Taming the chaos, it is order within the chaos. And I thought about the fact that God created man from the dust of the land. So, the stuff that we're made of is the order that He commanded to exist. And I thought about the fact that the prevailing thought in the modern atheistic world is the evolutionary theory, where all life originated from essentially primordial soup, thus the ocean. And so you actually have two conflicting ideologies. You have the ideology of the Bible where man was created on purpose and via order. And then you have the other, which is man was just created by chance out of chaos. And it's like when you boil it down to its ultimate form, like that's kind of, again, the difference between Satan and God. And it's like I I got up to that. I'm going to go back. I'm not going to think about that anymore. (laughs) But... I don't know. There's there's some real sucker punches in nature. Yeah. And it's like what I talked about the other other episode. You can't view nature from the bottom up. But if you view it, looking at it at, almost as if it's God's perspective. And like going, okay, this thing, you know, this grass has significance. This tree has significance. What is the significance? And you look at it through the lens of scripture. And like stuff starts popping out at you all over the place. Yeah. And it's... It's, it is kind of scary. Yeah, <laughs> dude. We, um, I was in the uh, the older group yesterday for uh, like Sunday morning church mm-hmm. service or whatever. I, th- I can't remember that. I think it was John was speaking yesterday. I can't keep track of who's who. <laughs> but, no, he said something, which is true. But he's just like, um, you don't have to... Um, go out there and preach the word of God for people to know God exists. Because you have nature as a clear, evident proof of the beauty of God. Just because of how, where it is, how it is, and how it flows so naturally compared to how we do. And that, I I had already heard that before, but then it kind of hit different with me this time around. So, but Mm -hmm. it's very, like, nature's awesome. Yeah. Let's go camping. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Let's go sometime. But We're getting into good camping weather, to be honest. I haven't gone camping in forever. Me neither. Dude, there was going to be that years. Uh, backpacking trip with the, the guys from the church. That fell through, of course. Yeah, yeah. I hope that happens. We're supposed to do backpacking. I think. He said, like, September, right? Or July. Mm, it's probably going to be summer next year. Yeah, he said late September or July, something like that. Yeah, either either late yeah. summer or early fall of next year. Yeah. Um, but, oh, that would be so awesome. They have a, I think they're having a camping trip like New Year's. Really? Yeah. If they do. I think they put I'm it in the group chat there. or something. I don't get on there much, but. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't been camping in too long. That used to be my lifeblood. Last time I went camping was 2017. So like four years. Eh, almost five years now. <laughs> like at the end of the year. Close. But yeah. So. Very nice. Dude. That's, that's our resolution. That's our resolution. <laughs> Gotta go camping. Go camping? That would be sick. Yeah. I know camping spots too. Uh-huh. I know spots. I have gear. I have a one-man tent. Then what's what's stopping us? Work. Work. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely work. Probably work. So Yeah, that's that's the same here. Can't take time off. Well. David, you need to grow out your sideburns. They don't go. Like I, I have. I would do that too. Like literally I just took the the razor and just went straight it, up. They look good. Dude, that's <laughs> they like look your new awful. style. No, they don't you're look You're like good. you're gonna be the only person who sees this. What? Like, I'm gonna shave this off Dude, before you, I go to work you, in the You morning. gotta keep that. No, that's nah. iconic. Nah. That because really first off, like the like this is your must, or like yeah, your so your style. Kind of thing, yeah. So I kept this, mm-hmm. and I was I yesterday I had disconnected from where my mustache is, like mm-hmm. the hair on my lip, compared to the rest of my 
facial hair. I yeah. disconnected it, and I wish I didn't, because I would have done again like, where it stays connected. Been, oh, that would have been cool. Like, it went from my sideburns to my mustache. I would have kept it connected. I've done that before, but I'll just tell you, it does not look bad. It looks awful. Sideburns. I know no, one. Dude, I know I one person with sideburns. Immediately, as soon as you open the door, I was like, wow. it's like I'm trying to be Wolverine over here or something. Yeah. Nobody's gonna see this. I'm probably gonna go in. And, like, get the Hitler stash <laughs> and keep it until I get shot. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> we need to bring that back. The stash. You, you go right ahead. I'm, I'm just going to watch. I think it was Charlie Chaplin who started yeah. it. Yeah. And he was, I think he was before. I don't know when Charlie Chaplin was. Like, It, it seems like it would be in poor taste if it was after Hitler. I think Hitler he was ruined a, a lot of things. I don't think Charlie Chaplin was that much older than Hitler. Was he? What, when he took over Germany? <laughs> Charlie Chaplin took over Germany? <laughs> this is a, a alternative, uh, or uh, what is it? Alternative, uh, a different timeline. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The different dimension. A different dimension where Charlie Chaplin is the new Hitler. <laughs> Hitler <yeah. laughs> Comedy was their weapon. <laughs> We could both talk about depression off of that topic and dark humor. Um, there are so many uh, good jokes. They're flooding in. <laughs> Just turn off the tap. Like that's all you have to do. You can't turn it off. The 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 <laughs> little handle broke off. Oh no! Too late to apologize, man. Uh, yeah, I have nothing left to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm fresh out. We don't have topics. I don't know why we do this podcast. I don't know. Somebody's got to listen to it. <laughs> we don't even listen to it. No, I know Alex Bean listened to it. Bean, if you're listening to it, because you usually finish your episodes. Uh, good luck. Are you saying that everybody else doesn't finish them? I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm pretty sure my that. brother, actually, I'm pretty sure, well, I know one of my brothers, Tyler, finishes the episodes. Good for you. I'm, I'm very thankful. Anybody that has made it this far... Thank you so much. We need to bring back the secret word yeah. without the social media impact yeah, on yeah. it. Like, Just if you know us you in person. If you, if no, you no. <laughs> Is it every time they say it or once per episode? Once per episode. The first person even then, to us, Even then, that's too dollar. much money for me. Well, if it's been going like it is, that's $1 every other week. <laughs> <laughs> we're close we're close to episode 100 i don't yeah. know what, i don't know what episode this is but we're close and we uh if we're gonna go through with that unless you have ideas for it we're gonna try and do something big for episode 100 yeah. but we'll see we'll, we'll be planning to get your listening ears on yeah. <laughs> and your your horse glasses off yeah the blind so you aren't blinded take them off be blinded by the light Light of our words. <laughs> exactly. Our words are seeable now. <laughs> there is no truth to what we're saying. <laughs> and with that note. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it's it's about that time. Yeah. So um Thanks for listening. Yeah, well, see you on the next one. Oh yeah. wait, before I forget. Oh. Boing. Boing. Yep. All right. Peace. See ya.